Welcome to the Kingdom Community Podcast. Many in the body of Christ long for authentic community and a spiritual family to belong to. We exist to connect, equip, and send you into the world to fulfill your destiny and advance the kingdom of God on earth. Now, enjoy today's show. Hey everybody, Glenn Blakeney here. Welcome to the broadcast today. I'm so blessed to have you guys watching. Thank you, Now We got a lot of people already online. That's awesome. Hey guys, please go ahead. Let us know where you are viewing this broadcast from, where you're joining us from, what part of the world. We'd love to hear that. And again, just encourage you tonight to just hit the share button comment let us know what you think um you have any questions any comments just go ahead guys but we really really want to hear from you tonight and we deeply appreciate you hitting the share button so other people can be um be able to watch what's happening tonight what the lord is saying i really believe that you are going to be greatly encouraged tonight we're going to be sharing about um you know, having an understanding of the times that we live in. You know, the scripture talks about that. And in Amos chapter three, verse number seven, it says, surely the Lord God does nothing except he reveals his secrets to his servants, the prophets. And then, of course, we know the sons of Issachar, it says in First Chronicles 12, 32, that they had understanding of the times so they they would so they would know what Israel was to do. Now, that's powerful. I want you to think about that. Right there, what we see happening, in a sense, is the prophetic and the apostolic collaborating, coming together, having an understanding of the times, perceiving spiritually the season, what is happening in the world, what the Lord is saying, and then why? Not just so that we have information, but that we have strategy. We know what to do. So important that we have revelation for the purpose of living out our kingdom purpose and seeing God's will done on the earth. Well, my guest this evening, all the way from Brisbane, Australia, is Phelene Sparks. And I'm going to introduce her in more more uh, formally in just a moment. But she's going to be sharing some things in terms of her journey, how she came into the prophetic, really into the office of a prophet, and how God has used her in Australia and other places around the world. She's respected. She's had a great impact and, and much influence in Australia and beyond. And uh, she's going to also be just kind of speaking into the 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 whole atmosphere of what is God saying right now. And I, I know that we got to be careful that that we don't, you know, set false narratives or things that are just coming from our, our soul or our flesh. But I believe there are people that are hearing from the Lord today. And I believe it's imperative that we receive that revelation from those that are hearing clearly from the Lord. And we see this pattern in the New Testament repeatedly. Like I love when when Agabus the prophet received revelation about the coming of a famine and then how the apostles believed that word and then they actually um, put legs to to the word in the sense that they were, they were obedient. They did something about it. So it's very, very important that we understand that. Now, we're going to get into that tonight. 
We're going to be praying for you as well. And Faithleen is going to be ministering as the Holy Spirit prompts her. So guys, we just really appreciate you being with us. And uh, again, awesome. Thank you so much for uh, being with us and sharing and commenting. Bless you guys. I just want to let you know about a couple things that I think will be of great interest to you. First of all, have you heard of the Kingdom Community? We have a community that uh, is an international gathering of God's people from all over the world. It's not a denomination, but guys, it's honestly, it's just about building up the body of Christ and seeing the kingdom of God advance on the earth. And the kingdom community is here to connect with you, to help train and equip you, and to see you released into the purpose of God for your life. So I want to encourage you to check out our website, go to Kingdom Community dot global forward slash connect kingdom community dot global forward slash connect and speaking of training events we have a few things coming up in the not too distant future in fact next week we start our monthly training sessions but this time we're not going to be just doing it once a month so really it's going to be bi-weekly or as they say in australia fortnightly and uh, it's going to be all about understanding God's plan and purpose to heal you, to deliver you, to set you free, and to use you to be able to set other people free as well. So we're calling it the Soteria School. Soteria is the Greek word for salvation in the New Testament. And one of the actual definitions of salvation is to be free from the harassment of an enemy. That's what Soteria means. If you're interested in being part of our Soteria school, starts on the 12th of January. And then, as I said, every two weeks, we finish uh, six sessions total. You can sign up by just using the link in the chat. You'll see that under uh, the link in the chat for the Soteria school, just click on that and you can register and be part of the Soteria school. We also have a webinar happening next week, and that webinar is going to be on uh, the 13th of January at 4 p.m. Central Time with Wes Hone, who's also in Australia. And Wes is going to be speaking to business people and about the season that we're in and how we can actually prepare to thrive in 2022. Wes has been involved in working with business people all over Australia and has been very, very successful. Guys, I want to encourage you to be part of that. You can sign up for this free webinar. If you are in business, if you own a business, you know somebody who's a business person. This is part of what the Kingdom community is offering to help just prepare you guys, to encourage you, to give you some tools and some perspective on how to move forward into the future. So you can sign up. The link is in the chat for the Kingdom Business Webinar with Wes Holm. Sign up, guys. It's in the chat, and we will make sure that you are able to uh, receive the information to be able to join us. That's going to be a Zoom meeting, whereas the actual so the Soteria School is also a Zoom meeting. But a lot of the other things we do, we've got some great uh, interviews coming up as well. We do those on Facebook. We do that on the Kingdom Community TV Network. And I wanted to tell you guys about that. Have you heard of the Kingdom Community TV Network? Just head over to our website, kingdomcommunity.tv. You can actually watch this broadcast live right now there. 
You can also watch on Amazon Fire, Google TV, Roku TV, Apple TV, as well as on our iOS and Android apps for mobile devices. And as I said, the Kingdom Community TV Network. So bless you guys, and thank you so much. Again, will you just go ahead and hit the share button? Just share. Let's get this broadcast uh, pushed out there so more people can be part of the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ tonight and receive from that. And uh, I know it's going to be a great time of ministry, a great time of encouragement. As I mentioned, my guest is Phalene Sparks, and Phalene is a prophetic minister based in Brisbane, Australia. She has a strong prophetic anointing on her life, as she's had a tremendous impact upon thousands of people across Australia. For the last 22 years, she's traveled extensively as an itinerant minister in churches and conferences. Her ministry is characterized as vibrant and humorous. She's a prophetic minister known for her down-to-earth ability to relate God's words to real issues. She continues to travel to the nations, New Zealand, Hawaii. I guess Hawaii is a nation. I I live in Texas, and we say Texas is a nation. (laughs) Fiji, Ireland. Serbia, South Africa, the United States, and Canada, and so forth. So I'm going to bring Phalene on at this time, and we're going to be able to hear from her and receive. Guys, just go ahead and leave your comments. Thank you so much. And Phalene, we really appreciate you taking time out of your schedule. I know it's midday Friday over in Brisbane, Australia. It's Thursday night here. Welcome. Thank you so much for being with us. Well, thank you, Apostle Glenn, and I'm just thrilled and feel very privileged for your invitation to to share today and looking forward to just continuing, um, you know, uh, the connection and I love the vision uh, of the global community and, um, you know, that Soteria School sounds amazing at the 12th of January and and also, um, you know, Wes Hone, he's just an incredibly... um, excellent minister and, and very influential in the business world. So, you know, that's going to be a great broadcast, that, that that is. But it's a joy to be here with you today. Well, thank you. And we're the ones that are certainly really honored to have you with us. I really appreciate you uh, taking time. So, um, you know, we have, I, I always love to hear from people from all over the world because it's such a, an amazing thing when you understand that the Lord speaks to his people across the globe and if we have ears to hear and we we listen he speaks to us and and i know Mm -hmm. you've been listening to the lord for a long time but you just tell everybody a little bit about your journey how you came to know the lord and then you know stepped into into the ministry into the prophetic sure i'd love to well um i i did not have a um a very um, happy childhood. I came from a bit of a bumpy background. My dad was uh, um, a person who had been uh, sent to war when he was um, 18, and I can't imagine my own self a mother, and I have uh, you know two daughters and a son, and I can't imagine what it would be like to, to have him have to go to war at 18, get conscripted. So we had conscription back then. So my dad, he actually was a somebody who was devastated by the war in, in um and so when he married my mom, she was also a victim of uh, abuse. And uh, so uh, so he had a lot of fear, war neuroses, and 
And so who knows that two broken eggs don't make a whole egg, they make scrambled egg. And so uh, they went on to have um, five children and three chronic asthmatics, very much a lot of sickness, a lot of stress in our family, a lot of um, chaos. And so I grew up in this family where there wasn't much to do with life skills, there wasn't much joy. Um, in fact, wow. the only way you got attention was if you were sick. And I tried to get sick, but, you know, I was uh, referred to as the healthy one. You've got to go to the shop. You've got to hang out the washing. You've got to. So uh, I love it now that it was confessed over me from an early age. You're the healthy one. But at that time, um, there was a lot of sadness. My my, um, I was 12 when um, uh, my mom had a nervous breakdown and uh, we went into oh. care. Yeah. So she was uh, she was. Um, you know, fairly young mom, and um, those days the only thing they had was shock treatment, the whole, um, yeah. yeah, so that affected her greatly. So I was um very, very young teen when, uh, you know, all this was happening, and then and then my mom took a, an overdose, and so we went into care again, and she went into, a you know, um, some medical treatment, but they didn't have much for people that had, um, you know, uh, mental problems back then, so... Um, so I grew, I grew up in a family where um, where uh, uh, there was a lot of fear, uh, and my mom, when she was trying to cope with, would just take a lot of pills, and so we'd literally sit by her bed to listen to her breathing. She hated having to go to hospital to have her stomach pumped. So, um, and, and uh, my dad also, um, you know, he um, tried to commit suicide, and uh, so. Um, cut his wrist in the bath and uh, just, you know, ambulances coming and going. So there was chaos. It was a, a very, very um, chaotic family. And um, so uh, so I'm looking for attention and direction. But so by the time I'm 16, I was experimenting with drugs. And, um, you know, um, uh, uh, by the time I was 18, I was in with the wrong crowd. And um, uh, I was, um, you know, raised, uh, you know, to go to church as a Catholic, and I'll always be grateful for the Catholic Church because they had the care home that we would be taken into when our family was going through crisis. So they had crisis care, which we, we went into um, on a number of occasions. So, um, But there was no um, relationship with Jesus. So uh, so by the time I was um, I was riding a motorbike and um, just, uh, just looking for looking for love and attention, I suppose. And um, right. by the time I was 19, I was um, expecting a baby. And through the Catholic uh, Church, they had an agency for pregnant teenagers that could go into homes of people that would take them in and they would do domestic work and childminding while they're, before their baby was born. So uh, so I found myself, uh, it was like a, um, a turning point for me because I now had a little life that was growing inside of me. It wasn't just the next party, the next opportunity to, you know, have fun. And so it actually pulled me up. Um, but uh, after, you know, I had my daughter, I went back to hanging out with friends that were pretty much, um, you know, taking, taking drugs. And in fact, her first birthday party was a dope party. Everybody, oh, wow. everybody was stoned. And if you saw me back then, you would have said, would someone rescue that little girl mm. from the crazy mother? But I want to say someone rescued yeah. both of us. And his wow. name is Jesus. And I will Amen. never, ever stop thanking God that someone Amen. told me about Jesus. And yeah. oftentimes I'll be on a plane or sitting next to someone and I'll think this could be another failing. This could be another lost person that just needs 
Jesus. So, Amen. Uh, so as um, I knelt by my little girl's bed and I, I said, Jesus, if you help me raise this child so she doesn't turn out like I did, I'll serve you all the days of my life. That she yeah. doesn't hit you trike at 2 o'clock in the morning as I used to do and do crazy things. I'll serve you all my life. And I thank God that I guess I had enough of the world that there was nothing there for me. I tried pretty much everything. So I went full bore into into Christianity, sorry, full bore after Jesus, and it was the cross before me, the world behind me. And so I thank God that he just absolutely, dramatically uh, brought me into an encounter of salvation, and I found myself in an evangelistic church uh, that the pastor later came into a prophetic call. So that was my beginnings. Yeah, that's amazing. And, you know, um, I ask the question often when I interview someone just to recap their history in terms of how they came to know the Lord for the very reason that you just articulated with, with emotion, and that is that it's all about Jesus. And to see that, you know, that you have that just gratefulness uh, in, in what the Lord has done for you and did for you. Yes. It doesn't matter how many years we've been in ministry. No. Um, you know, if we forget where we came from and what the Lord did for us, you know. And yeah. so thank God. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it really helps us, doesn't it? It's like when Jesus yeah. said, he who's been forgiven much, loves much. And when we, yes. we appreciate, really appreciate what the yes. Lord did for us. And it yes. really helps us to have compassion for others. Absolutely. Yeah. And I find that um, even, you know, as I, I made that the sincere prayer uh, for, for the Lord to guide me as a single mom, as a young mom, and um, and uh, that uh, today, you know, that daughter, and, and of course I have granddaughters with that daughter, is it, just flourishing. Now, um, I'd like to say that I never faced another problem after I was saved. But who knows that we're instantly born again. But Psalm 19 says the law of the Lord or the word of God is perfect, converting the soul. So I still had a victim mentality. I still had a poverty mentality and a powerless mentality. So I basically, um, you know, because I was a zealous person in church, but I thought everybody in church did exactly what the pastor said. And so um, I actually married the first person that was kind to me. And I married Dr. Jekyll and I met Mr. Hyde a few months later. And so I actually, you know, like uh, to be a minister today, I'm probably everything you shouldn't be because I I, um, I went through a divorce uh, 14 years later with two more children. And I felt that I was totally disqualified from serving God or ever, ever fulfilling the call of God. But I have found this, that God takes the foolish things of this world. He takes the broken people um, and he, he he causes his heart to shine, you know, in in, in wonderful ways. So he, I've been very, very thankful to the Lord that I, he, I know he's the God of the second chance and, and uh, of course, I'm remarried today. But, um, you know, I find the Lord takes me into places where um, the pain is a universal language. And like you said before, God will use the things that we've been through to produce compassion, but also out of that compassion, there's um, common ground for people to connect. 
Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and it's true, you know, for the, anyone who's watching or listening to this broadcast, listen, guys, it doesn't matter where you've been, what you've gone through. The Lord is there to forgive you, to restore you. You just turn to Jesus with all your heart. And the more we yeah. we uh, allow him to, as, as you mentioned, the scripture in Psalm 19, convert our soul, you know, there's that... This thing we're doing with the Soteria School is all about that. We've got so many people that have come to know the Lord, but there's a work he wants to do. And the, the more we submit to that work and allowing him to heal us and, and so on, the more um, the joy, the peace that we have as well. And it really sets us up no matter what we've been through and, you know, and how disqualified we feel. He qualifies us. In yeah. fact, the anointing really qualifies us. Yes. And and I love that. So that's powerful. So you've been involved in uh, prophetic ministry for quite some time. How did that start, Faelene? What's, what's the story? <laughs> well, I feel like um, for me it was a little bit different because I was, uh, I was born again and involved in a very evangelistic church that was part of a movement that um, had a great vision and still is a great vision, you know, Australia for Christ. And the greatest thing you could do uh, for the Lord would be to plant a church and be involved in evangelism. And so that was my passion. That was my heart. And um, so it, when, when our pastor actually started to find a prophetic call, and we were a prophetic church in the sense that there was room for corporate prophetic ministry on a Sunday to the to the congregation um, just in basic form but when he began to um, pursue a strong prophetic call and actually became a, a recognized prophet he became ordained under Dr. Bill Hammond and we had in uh, the area of Brisbane I was living in Redcliffe the first prophetic school in Australia um, wow. um, that was under CI uh, international and Dr. Bill Hammond came over, ordained a pastor, and we actually became a base for prophetic training. So, for me, um, I personally did not feel a call, although um, I certainly would hear the Lord in corporate worship and step out, and in that confidence and and what would you say? Um, uh, recognition that, that I was hearing from God came out bit by bit because I was very, very timid. I struggled with an inferiority complex. And so it was it was with great caution that I would step out. And then our pastor began to um, draw from his team, which I was now part of. I ran the Sunday school. I believe this, you serve your way to destiny and, and, wow. and to have a servant's heart, you know, um, I think a healthy salvation will always um, be outworked in serving. But if there's an entitlement of um, pick me, pick me, then God will uh, literally press the pause button until we deal with those areas and develop a humility that serves. So um, so uh, what do they say? You can't be, you, you can be, um, you can serve without being humble, but you cannot be humble without serving. And so that servant heart has got to be there. So I look at look back on that because that was just my uh, heart to serve. And then and then our pastor would would um, pick from his staff, which was those working in the in the function in the church, to come up on the platform and deliver a personal prophetic word. That I found incredibly scary. Um, but because of the prophetic school, we would be involved in 
team prophetic um, ministry, which was the first, second, and third person. And being the third person, you would just bring a scripture at the end of a word. So I was comfortable in just doing a little bit, a little bit. And I love the scripture in Hebrews chapter 5 that says, those who by reason of use have exercised their their senses, that have trained their senses. So we'd be brought up on the platform and I would literally, my, my heart would be jumping into my mouth. I would be so intimidated and I struggled with fear of men. But I feel like that, that, that the more that you step out and step out, then you realize it's not about you, it's for that person. And they are in a situation you may never understand that desperately yeah. need a word. And so to so get over yourself and step out and let you, let yourself be a channel for God to bring encouragement. And so by reason of use, um, I grew in that prophetic ministry. And also I think where you tried, proven, it was proven. And so uh, the feedback, feedback is a breakfast of champions. And so the right. feedback as you would give a word and people would respond and say, you know, that 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 is exactly where I'm at. There comes a, ah, oh, oh, okay, that's that, that, that is God. And then also, you know, when you're stepping out in the prophetic, nobody's perfect. And so right. you prophesy and then your soul will kick in and add your little bit. And so after you kind of like, when you when you finish prophesying, the Holy Spirit will critique you, and He'll say yeah. you should have stopped right there, and then you got involved yeah. and, and put in your yeah. opinion. You put in your so so. I believe that the more that you're serving and you're uh, functioning in a local church, there's iron sharpening iron all the time. So um, being a being you know um, under or involved with a prophetic ministry, even if your church isn't strongly flowing in that i think that really helps because you can't put live chickens under a dead hen so there's got to be something that is drawing that up and out of you so for myself personally i i was um blessed to be in a church that morphed into a prophetic church wow yeah and that's so important because i've i've seen that and and uh uh, it's so true the atmosphere is conducive to beget so to speak the prophetic, you know, when, yeah. and I've, I've been around people. It's just amazing. Um, when you get around perfect people and there's times when <clears throat> you just feel like, well, I've not been very active in that or, and then you get around prophetic people and all of a sudden, boom, the gift just yeah. begins to flirt, just to emerge and flourish again. So yeah. that's great. So let's just talk about that for a moment because here we are, it's in January and uh, one of the things that happens is historically uh, people say, well, this is the year where God's going to do this. God's going to do that. And one of the things I believe we need to be very careful about is, first of all, we don't want to despise prophecy. The scripture tells us that. But on the other hand, we're supposed to test prophecy. There's supposed yes. to be. A, a, and so, as you said, feedback is important mm-hmm. when it's personal But when it comes to a a word, more of a corporate word, um, and then here we are a year later, and we look back, and it doesn't seem that, frankly, that really came to pass. That was of the Lord. And, uh, you know, and I think there needs to be accountability, and we we need to be scrutinized in a good way. Um, But what would you say to someone who's just sensing you know, the the Lord wants to use them 
Um, how do they get to that place where they're not kind of pressured by the religious system to step into something that really is more of the flesh at times? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, um, and how do, how do we guard against that? So we know we're really just yeah. flowing with the spirit. Well, Pastor Glenn, I really feel that you, um, you know, you were talking there about, um, you know, accountability, and 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 I believe um, that's what the the security around the prophetic is that um, okay. accountability and and um, and teachability. Um, I do feel that with the prophetic, um, there has been such a. Um, and certainly once you're in that international re arena, bringing prophetic words for the church body of Christ across the board and corporately and for nations, there certainly has got to be a level of, um, uh, what would we say, accountability for words that are given. And uh, But I also feel that that there is, um, you know, the, the perfect will of God. Um, and then there's that area of, God's um, desire for a nation, for a country. And uh, so I even look at, you know, looking at the Bible where we see Nathan the prophet and um, he is there and he's a prophet there to the king and the king is um, king is uh, questioning. He's got a question. He's listening, lifting to the Lord, you know, you know, I'm, you know, I'm thinking I want to build the house of God. I want to build God a house. And Nathan the prophet comes back and he says, yea, verily, do all that is in thine heart. And build God a house. So that was his prophetic word. And then God pulled him up that night and he said, I want you to go back to David and tell him he's not to build the house of God because he's he's a, a man of blood or his war his anointing has been about warfare. That right. he that his son's gonna build the house. Now, yes. Nathan is not called a false prophet, he's not called someone who missed it. He actually brought a prophetic word that that came out of his heart. And, uh, and, of course, we see Agabus in the Bible, his prophetic word to Paul, uh, you know, sorry about, you know, God's going to bind your hands and take you here. It wasn't actually at work that way. He is not called a false prophet, and neither is Nathan. Nathan never lost right. his position or anything. So uh, I think that where we've demanded perfection from a prophetic word, um, you know, uh, look, I'm looking at Germany. Hitler got in with one vote, one extra vote. And, and I don't, I don't think he was ever God's plan, and uh, so uh, I think that there is a um, an area where I don't think prophets have missed it. They've heard the heart of God, and yet um, the the prayer uh, and the 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 yay and amen in agreement with that word was not strong enough to see it come to pass. Now I'm not making excuses. Some people have absolutely missed it. I remember listening to um, Suzette Hattie, the um, intercessor for Reinhard Bonnke's ministry, Reinhard Bonnke that, uh, you know, opened up all of Africa and, you know, brought millions to the Lord in Africa. And uh, she was the head intercessor for his ministry and she had a, a crusade going and, um, and so she was uh, getting, she had a prophetic word of what God wanted to do in that crusade and she was getting words from all over the world confirming what God wanted to do in that crusade as far as salvations, revival. And uh, it was seven days, I think, and she said they waited to the first second, right up until the seventh day, and they didn't see a manifestation of those prophetic words. So she went 
in and she took God in a caravan and she went bush and she said, I'm not coming back until you show me God what happened because we had this word, we had confirmation and he, uh, and she did, she fasted and prayed and the Lord took her to first Kings um, 18 and 19 there where um, Ahab got that word from Elijah uh, and Elijah um, uh, said, go, you know, I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. So, um, you know, when he heard that word, he then went to the mountain, put his head between his knees, the oriental birthing position, and he began to pray. He didn't just pray once, he prayed several times until they saw that cloud, that manifestation of the word. And so God showed her. He said, you got all that confirmation. You heard what I wanted to do, but the prayer and the intercession, the 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 the, the paga. The, the birthing prayer didn't bring it forth. So I feel this. Some of the words the church has been too complacent over. God said it, well, we'll just kick back. It's going to happen. But the urgency of birth it wasn't there. So, look, I feel that, that um, we need to be accountable. We need to have ministries to be able to say, look, you know, this word, da-da-da-da-da, yeah. and be accountable. But on the other hand, I feel where we've demanded almost um, – you know, oh gosh, crystal ball sort of prophetic words. Um, yeah. Right. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I guess when it comes to specific words that are very time uh, yes. sensitive hmm. and it clearly it doesn't come to pass, you know, or uh, that's one thing. And and I don't, I don't want to really go there, but I mean, there's obviously when somebody says explicitly, this is going to happen, yes. but it doesn't. Yeah. But yeah. you really, you bring out a point here that is so important because the scriptures replete with examples that when the Lord says, this is what I want to do. Mm. Um, now he calls his people to yeah. cooperate with him. And exactly. there's a scripture in Ezekiel 36 verse 37. And um, you know, the Lord had shared that entire chapter about his plan to restore Israel, rebuild yeah. his people, set, settle them in his homeland. And then he says, now yeah. I will allow you to inquire of me, to do this for you. Good and point. and so yes. there we go. And, and uh, another example uh, that I was just thinking of that based on what you were saying about Elijah and, and him praying the seven times, you know, if Elijah had only prayed three or four times, even six times, you know, we would not have seen the tangible fulfillment of the word. He said, I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. And he knew he had the word of the Lord, but he prayed, he had to pray it to, to come into fulfillment. But here's another example. Uh, in Judges, mm. the Lord speaks to his people to go after the enemy in battle, tells them to do that. And uh, so they go and they're defeated. You come back and I think, I don't remember all the details of the story. It's been a while since I've read it, but they come back and they were defeated, even though the Lord told them to go. Mm. And then they inquired again and they were, Lord said, go, and he even told them that they would uh, prevail against the enemy, but again, they were defeated. Finally, the third time, I believe it was, they fasted, and this time they went after the enemy and they destroyed the enemy. So that's that's a powerful story, and I really feel you're you're onto something here, and I I would really like to just kind of drill down a little deeper into this. Yeah. We're in a season where the Lord has been speaking um, some of the words last year, previous years, 
still haven't come to pass. And mm, and yeah. so here we are in the new calendar year, whether yeah. you adopt the Hebrew calendar or the Gregorian calendar, yeah, yeah. Um, here we are. And, and what about those words in terms of what God wants to do on the earth? You know, yes. Um, yes. what, let's just talk a little bit about yeah. that. What has the Lord been saying? What to, you know, what have you been hearing personally? Yeah. And uh, what's our role as God's people? You know, uh, that was just a great, great example. And I, I'm going to go away from here to read that scripture in Judges. That's powerful. And also Ezekiel 36. Uh, um, just great insight there. And and I totally agree because that, um, you know, that uh, there's, there's always a cooperation on earth, on earth as it is in heaven. There's always got to be someone in agreement. Mm-hmm. And, um, so that 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 covenanting with God in prayer, because I feel like people have not lost faith in God, but they've lost faith in prayer. And so I feel one of the things I do feel for this year is a fresh mantle of prayer, uh, you know, because it says in Hebrews that the word that they got did not profit them because it wasn't mixed with faith. And, oh, wow. uh, and faith is expressed, of course, in prayer. Because the Bible says you do have the ear of your God. What you pray for in secret, I'll bring into open reward. So I personally have felt a fresh urgency to pray, um, praying the promises, but also the things that God has prophesied, um, you know, uh, for me personally and uh, and uh, also for the church. But um, And also um, actually meet with an intercessor personally once a week and uh, which is something I did years ago, and I just felt the Lord say to 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 step that up. And what I have seen is um, there has been a lot more breakthrough. And so personally, I feel like that there that that um, that response of um, you know Romans eight twenty six twenty seven twenty eight when we do not know how to pray as we ought, the Spirit Himself um, makes intercession. Um, you know. Um, uh, take hold that word uh, in the Hebrew, uh, I'm sorry, the Greek, anti-lambanamai, that takes hold of together with against. So the prophetic words, the promises are there, but there is like um, there is like a, a blockage and, and mm-hmm. take hold of. It's like a battering ram. And when we're praying in the Holy Ghost, when we're interceding, we're actually breaking through the, the limitations that will be hindering that word coming to pass. So, wow. yes, God wants our sons and daughters saved. He wants, you know, it's a lamb for a household right. and we confess those promises. But there is a birthing prayer of agreement that sees mm-hmm. them come to pass. And so I feel like that that people are going to get a fresh passion to pray because there, mm-hmm. there is a, a God response that's going to come from that. Wow, that's awesome. So good. You know, would you, this is just what I've been perceiving. Um, and as you're speaking, it's just kind of, as as the prophetic is, the word of the Lord just begins to kind of, uh, you know, churn in you and, and yeah. it's stirred up. And and so I feel, I feel that we're in a season where the Lord is saying to his people that there is certainly all the promises of God. They're yes and amen. And, but there's this real sense in which God is calling us to prepare ourselves for what he wants to do. Yes. And, and, yeah. um, you know, I think some of the promises, like, for example, Jesus and his disciples, um, he told them 
there were things they would do. You know, he said, I give you authority to cast out demons, to yeah. heal the sick. Yeah. And then there's that example where they weren't able to set the boy, you know, heal the boy yeah. after his father. So mm. clearly it's not that the word of God, as you said, it was, was uh, void um, mm. of no benefit. So there's a place of really preparing ourselves. And, and I really believe what you said, intercession is so important. Yeah. I have seen that happen personally. There's things that I know, you know, when I was very young, when I was in Bible school, for example, we had prophetic words back then of certain things, and I knew it was God. And some of those prophetic words I've still not seen come to pass. Right. And I believe, you know, regarding some of the things that I know, uh, at least the, my wife and I, what we've been called to do. Yeah. And and some of the other prophetic words people have spoken that really mm -hmm. just lined up with those other words. Mm -hmm. There were confirmations, similar mm -hmm. prophetic words, even dreams and visions people have mm -hmm. had. And here mm -hmm. I am and I'm going, okay, I'm not getting any younger. And uh, I thank God I'm still energetic and, <laughs> you know, I can, I can continue doing ministry. But I'm like, God, are you going to do this or... Am I just, is there something I need to do? What do, you, what do you think about that? Well, it's a great question. And I think that's one that, that, that many of us have had to grapple with. And I feel that, you know, when you, you, you're serving God, you're loving God with all your heart, um, then I feel like it's not what must, you know, what more must, must we do? Um, you know, when they came to Jesus, they said, what must we do to do the works of God? You know, what are we going to do? And Jesus said, believe in me and believe in the one who sent me. And I feel like um, what you're doing is just so powerful because I feel it's a combination with the, you know, you talk about the esoteric school, that, that, that the mindsets, as a man or woman thinks in their heart, so are they that word thinketh in the Hebrew is gatekeeper. And so the, the glass ceilings and those things that, that we need to, that grasshopper mentality has to be dealt with. But then there is that combination of, of dealing with our thoughts and um, our mindsets. And, um, but also that, that there's that, that passionate um, laying a hold of God, laying hold of God where he's laid hold of us. And, and it's almost like that Jacob um, passion, I'm not letting you go mm. until I receive that blessing, that wow. breakthrough, that's that prophetic word, that that promise of the Father. And and I feel like the other thing is when when in the midst of that um, grappling, um, um, you know, wrestling with God, that, 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 that when the Lord touched him in the thigh, you know, and basically put him out of sync, basically, with anything else but leaning on God, you know. He took away the stride and I can do it myself. And the leaning, you know, who's this coming up out of the wilderness, leaning leaning on the Lord, right. that when the Lord was able to say, you know, what's your name? Um, and we know he wasn't there scratching his head saying, I'm wrestling with about two million people and I... For the life of me, I can't remember who you are. You know, it was like it was like the fact that God said, um, you know, will you own your stuff? And when he said, my name wow. is Jacob Suplanter, you know, I've got strong ways. I've been going about this myself. And I, you know, um, you know, I recognize, uh, you know, and, um, you know, 
Mm. And like Job, I, I hear what you're saying and I repent in dust and ashes. That humility and, the, you know, humility is expressed with dependency on God in prayer. And, and when the Lord said, you've, because you've, you, you've actually just, just let go of everything like that, I'm now going to call you Israel, one who prevails with God and man. And hitherto from this time, I'm going to bless you. And this is going to be Peniel, you know, all that sort of stuff. So I feel like it's the mindsets. It's letting God renew our minds and getting that vision of, of who and, and, and what is called us to be. But also that, that we're, we're in covenant and we're cooperating with him to see this come to pass. So I feel like... God's breaking off. Um, yeah, I, I'm tr- I just can't think of the right word, but that that um, just lost faith in prayer. And I feel like we're picking it up again. And just a personal testimony here. I've been waiting probably for um, 25 years for a particular son to come come to the Lord or come back to the Lord because he was raised in a, in a Christian home sort of thing. Right, but I, this is one of the things I've committed to wrestling through. It. It's I'm not gonna, I'm not accepting that he's outside the covenant. I'm not accepting it. I'm not gonna let you go until you bless Amen. me. Just really, really, really praying in tongues, particularly just when we do not know how to pray, because we ought and 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 prayer in tongues with with impetus, not a behind getting in there, just laying a hold, mind, yeah. body, soul, spirit, laying a hold of it. And, you know, then, yeah. the, you know, we just had this crisis just a couple of months ago this year when I've been praying and he ran crying because his marriage had broken up and can I come home, Mom, and you, you move back in with you. And do you know what? In that time I said, come on, we're going to pray. Yeah. We're going to see God turn this around. And he sat out in his truck. He gave his life to Jesus, him and Jesus. Wow. Life turned around. He's back with his wife. Praise God. His family's restored. But I don't believe I would have seen that blocky shift without my agreement in prayer for what he promised for my yeah. family. So I want to just yeah. say I feel it's, it's it's addressing that renewing of the mind and that teaching, but also that, that covenanting with God to pray through. Yeah, that's awesome. So good. And I feel personally that we really need to step into intercession when we understand yeah. that. And yeah. and again, going back to Elijah on top of Mount Carmel and, oh, and that yeah. bir- birthing posture, you know, from my testimony and when, when I began to see the Lord answer prayer, that's the thing the Holy Spirit taught me. Uh, he didn't teach me how to preach. Um Interestingly, when when the Lord began to deal with me about uh, a lot of different things, because I, I I wasn't like Paul in Galatians where he said, you know, the Lord taught me, the Lord appointed me, and uh, I had that type of experience. But it was when I was reading the Word, and then the yeah. Lord just began to convict me. He said, "I want you to pray, son," and I started to pray, and I would spend. Um, a long time in prayer, but then there came a day where the Lord said to me, it's okay to pray for a long time, and and there are occasions when that's very necessary, but he said to me, it's the depth that I'm looking for. <sighs> yes. And, and yes. going deep in prayer, and then he showed me through a few miracles that happened. He said, do you see, you prayed and you prevailed, but it was this place of, of going deep. In fact, some of the things he even showed me was 
about the scripture talks about Joel and Jeremiah about a woman gasping, like having childbirth and, wow, yeah, and giving yeah, yeah. birth. Yeah. And there's that place of intercession. You know, a lot of yeah. times we declare and we decree things yeah. and and there's a place for that, especially publicly. Jesus did that publicly, but in yeah. the secret place. Yeah. In the secret place, there has to be that deep communion with God, that intercession yes. and yes. contending for the yes. promises of God. Yes. Amen. Yes. So yeah. Yes. So you how the prophetic people in my yeah. me, me thinks that when we're training and equipping prophetic people, this is one of the foundational things that we need to get back to is, you know, it says in Jeremiah, let the prophets pray. And uh, exactly. there's a place where prayer has to be because out of prayer, real communion yeah. with God, yeah. you know, we hear his voice. We speak his counsel. Yeah. Well, one of the things that the prophetic and prophets bring to a church is the spirit of prayer. They carry that spirit of prayer. And so I feel like, um, you know, I, I look back to a time when, um, you know, um, we had a uh, African-American prophetess. She was in our church uh, ministering and we, we were in the middle of a prophetic conference and there were few, quite a few hundred of us and uh, she was bringing a prophetic word and it was very solemn and serious. And uh, I don't know if I was, possibly one of the few who picked it up because I said to people later, did you catch what she said? Because the word was great, wonderful, that international, you know, um, you know, uh, influence what God was going to do with the church. But this part of the word, I mean, I heard it and it said, but if you raise up a school of the prophets, raise up a school of prayer because prophets must pray. Wow. Prophets must pray. And then she said, and unless you do that, the sword that you take throughout the land will cut off your own head. Ooh. And what we've seen is that ministry without the depth that you just spoke of is, is scary because people, you know, what did they say? The gold, the glory, you know, the gold, the glory, the girls, the guys, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. You know, right. uh, it's got to be a depth in people that, that they've gone through that, that a realization that without him, we really can do nothing. Yeah. That's powerful. And I, I really believe that um our our true knowledge of God, you know, the the word um ginosko meaning to know yeah. intimately in Hebrew it's yada. Yeah. That yeah. true knowledge of God that comes as a result of spending time with him when you know yes. the Lord. Yes. And it's like like it says in Hebrews eleven of Moses that he esteemed um the riches uh, you know, the, the riches of Egypt were nothing compared to really knowing Jesus. And Beautiful. he, that and then it also says in Hebrews 11, he persevered because he saw him who was invisible. Yeah. And, and I really believe when we get to that place where we know God and we yes. love God and we fear God, that yes. no matter how successful we become, no yeah. matter how prominent, how popular, even how prosperous, if we were to become in the natural, we are rock solid. We're rooted and grounded and none of that stuff moves us. It doesn't sway yeah. us. Yes. And, and I've had people say to me, you know, recently here in the United States, there's been several prominent pastors that have been in caught, you know, they've been living in adultery and, and uh, it's just happening almost yeah. every week. We're yeah. hearing about this 
And, and I've had people say, well, it's because they became successful. And I said, no, it's not. Jesus was successful. Yeah. Jesus had the crowds and, and miracles. I mean, people wanted to, so many people were thronging him that, you know, they, they would have crushed him. And I said, so it's not that, but mm-hmm. it's the fact that that relationship, those deep roots with the true yes. knowledge of God were not there. And oftentimes we, what happens is, they were never there to begin with, or maybe someone did have that relationship formerly, but they got away from that. Look, I think that that is just so, so spot on. And it just reminds me of a couple of dreams that I had for this uh, year. And um, I'll just take a snippet of one. And in the, in that dream, uh, I was on a a huge um, ocean liner, which does speak about God wanting to do a big, big move of God. Um, and, uh, but, uh, and I was immediately in a transit lounge and I was waiting, you know, with, uh, you know, my bag and there was someone processing lots of bags and lots of, um, stuff at the ticket office. And, uh, and I just said, uh, you know, oh, I'm okay. I'm, I'm prepared to wait. But the dream immediately changed. And I was with, with, um, symbolically a person that represents the Lord when you understand biblical symbolism. And I said to this, this person, I said, give me your mantle. I would love the mantle that you have. And, um, uh, and, and I recognized that it was something that was familiar. And, and as they released it, it was like uh, they leaned over and they kissed me on the cheek and it was a long kiss. It was like a, like a, like a holy kiss. And uh, when I was praying through that dream later, I felt the Lord say, many have been waiting for God to open the door to be released. And they've been in transition. He's going to release it through intimacy and the gift will be released through intimacy. The things that people have waited for, which does tie in with the fact that God spoke to me and said that this would be a year when he, when he activates and releases the spirit of the Caleb spirit. And, uh, and I know we generally identify that with people that have waited 45 years. You know, my strength has not abated, my eyes not grown dim, nor has my courage to go in and out for war. So give me this mountain. And, and uh, you know, we think, you know, but the Lord, when he spoke that to me, the 45 jumped out and he said, yes, there are people that have waited 45 years and they're going to step into the greatest uh, mantle of their life. But he showed me there are people that have been waiting 45 months 45 weeks and uh, he said 45 days that this was a time of activating the anointing to take your mountain and uh and what i saw out of that because as we see you know that caleb actually married miriam the prophetess caleb's daughter was oxa and um who married othniel and the whole fivefold the whole you know apostolic prophetic coming together um and being uh activated but i felt that 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 this is the year when that, that pioneering, going for it, that restoration of raw biblical passion to take the land and all that sort of stuff. But coming back to that dream, it was coming, coming to going to be released through intimacy. Wow. Yeah, that's so good. And, you know, we've been spending quite a bit of time talking about this, but I think it's so critical that we get this right. And a lot of people want to yeah. hear about what is the Lord saying it's going to happen in 2022 or what? And yeah. certainly we're in a season. Um, sometimes my personal opinion is, you know, the Lord talks about 
not only times, but he talks about seasons. So there's the Kairos, yeah. the cro- the Chronos, yes. and yes. and he speaks of that. But a lot of times, there's this kind of seamless integration, yeah. um, you know, of what God's trying to do. So what happened last yeah. year? There's yeah. things that happened last year that were hard and set some people yeah. back. Yes. What What's the Lord been saying to you about? You know, we've been in this time of it's been tough. Uh, for many people, you know, I read the statistics. Uh, yes. Barna Research Group, someone I know recently posted this, said that four thousand churches were closed in America in um, two twenty twenty, and I think it said there were fifteen thousand pastors that stepped out of ministry. Wow! So what's what's the Lord been saying to you, Faline, about this time, this season we're in right now? Well, I feel like um, it, it, it has been tough, and I, I feel for the people that have lost jobs, that have family that have lost jobs, that have had their finances uh, just uh, in disarray and those sort of things. But I do believe that that God is using the shaking. And, um, you know, when he said, when I come, will I find faith in the earth? And it's easy to believe when we've got money in the bank, the kids are doing well, everybody's speaking well of us. But, you know, um, you know, Jesus said to the disciples, you know, will you also leave me, you know, when there was pressure, when there was problems. So I feel like God has, has used this, uh, this, this worldwide pandemic because we do know that he said in the last days, I'll ripen the tears, I'll ripen the wheat, arise, shine. As I, you know, 60, your light has come and the glory of the Lord is arising upon you. And when darkness covers the earth and gross darkness, the minds of people, my church will arise. And so there's this backdrop of um, incredible, um, you know, fear and uncertainty in the world. And we're to be the people who who shine the brightest in, in in this darkness. And so, you know, there's been a testing of our faith. There's been a testing of whose report will you believe. And I feel like um, it's 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 bringing us back to those the, that area that you, you you spoke of. You know that that the genuine intimacy with the Lord, relationship with the Lord, having faith in His Word, having faith for Him to bring us through. So so I believe God's using it. Um, I do believe that 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 uh, there will come an end to it, and we'll come out the other side. But but hopefully we're going to come out really shining in the faith that we have. And I feel like, particularly for the church in Australia, there has been a certain comfort zone. There has been a certain you know a relying upon personalities and certain you know having that name or having that you know. Um, weightiness in numbers but but i feel like god is bringing us back to our own personal faith in god and our own personal responsibility to evangelize the people around us are going through incredible uncertainty and fear and the lord particularly showed me in a dream that you know the bible said men's hearts will fail them through fear so fear and anxiety god wants to set the church free so that we can be that answer and he showed me that um, the, the, the attack of the enemy, uh, this is going to sound pretty horrible, but in the time of war, when they wanted to interrogate political prisoners, particularly even with um, uh, Augustus Pinochet in that, the torture would be they would strap a guy down they wanted to get information from. They would put a cage upon their stomach and they put a rat in the cage and they put hot coals upon that cage and that rat would 
to get away from the heat would eventually eat its way through the person. Anxiety is eating away at people's faith, at people's health, at people's confidence, at people's assurance. And I heard him say when I was praying, particularly about this, that, that that spirit of fear is being broken off the church, that spirit of anxiety that's causing sickness in, in, in men's hearts, failing them, that we are to be the people with the answer, that we have the the joy, mm -hmm. faith. And so it's it's not a time to be listening to the news 24-7. That You know, the mm -hmm. I think I mentioned to you when we talked, the enemy's been using weapons of mass distractions, the media, the, mm -hmm. the reports. And But but for us, I think that, uh, yes, God is, is saying it's time to lay hold upon the faith right. and see the light and to, to take a hold of what he's saying because I believe the church is going to rise. And if you're in covenant with God, I hear the Lord say, this is the year of your greatest victories. Your greatest mm. victories. Wow, that's awesome. And I love that you qualified that if you're in covenant with God. And covenant is an important part. I think we need to really begin to teach that again, but that's oh, another yeah. topic. Um, because a lot of people are saying that, oh, you know, I've got this promise, I'm believing for God, but they don't understand their role in keeping God's covenant. But uh -huh. um, I, I feel, failing that we're in a time as clearly, you know, this whole Omicron thing, the numbers are surging, Canada's in lockdown again. Um, you know, we, we're starting to see this and everybody thought, oh, we're done. We're coming out of COVID. Everything's opening up. And then boom, that's, as I said, Canada's locked down again. And, and I really feel that this coming year, 2022, um, is going to be mixed with challenges still, but opportunities for breakthrough and miracles and to see, um, the harvest come in if the church will, a rise and shine, as you said. What, what do you sense that? I, I totally agree, and I feel like that word you had about judges, where God said, "Go again, fight again, go again, fight again." Yeah, we're, we're thinking that Omicron and that should be it, and you know, Delta should have been it, and, and, and stand again and stand again. And I feel like I feel like that was a real word there. God saying, keep praying through that there there is victory, but it's going to be hard won. It's going to be a battle, and you know I feel like you know whatever's blocked you, it mocked you. The other thing God spoke to me, and He said, this is the year when the big giants are coming down personally. So Deuteronomy chapter three speaks about Og, you know, um, being yeah. the biggest giant they had to deal with before they crossed over, and um, you know, the the, fam the famous Og's bed there in um, Ram, Rama and how big it was. So I felt like Og's bed, God saying, get out of Og's bed and get into God's bed because, you know, that the attack of that giant of infirmity, the giant of discouragement has, wow. you know, but the big giant personally, I want to say to people personally, whatever's mocked you, blocked you and stopped you, whatever the enemies taunted you with and said, well, you may be saved, you may be going to heaven, but you'll never beat that problem. You'll never beat that fear you'll never beat that addiction watch those big giants come down yeah yeah so good so good yeah i i really believe that i believe that just as david had to contend with really with the giant you know goliath yeah. before he broke through i feel we're in a season yeah. where the lord it's similar to what it says in in judges that he allowed 
um, a season of warfare where he did yeah. not drive the enemy out in order to yeah. teach Israel warfare. I believe we're in a season where he's teaching us warfare. And, yeah. you know, we've lost, um, <clears throat> some of us have lost the will to fight because it's been a tough time. And and then yeah. others, um, we don't, they don't have the skills to fight. They don't know how to yeah. overcome and, yeah. and rise up against the enemy. But I, yeah. I feel the Lord is giving us an opportunity to engage in spiritual warfare. And yes. if we do... And we persevere till we prevail that yeah. we're going to come out of this into the greatest uh, okay. level of glory. And there yes. may be individuals that really just kind of, you know, it says in Acts 19 through the hands of Paul, extraordinary miracles were wrought. Yeah. And, and there was something about Paul in terms of what he went through, the price he yeah. paid, how he contended. Yeah that yeah. allowed him to step into that place of not just miracles, but extraordinary miracles. Awesome. And and I believe that for those who will pay the price yeah. and persevere and really consecrate themselves to God, and, and as you said, intercession is such an important yeah. part, we're going to come through this and see such amazing miracles. And again, and we need to see this the power of the Holy Spirit um, the dead raised, demons cast yes. out. We need to see yes. these miracles, cancer healed, and COVID nineteen. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. we've got to totally. see this. Totally, and I feel like, um, you know, uh, the pendulum that swung. You know, any truth taken to the extreme becomes error. And you know, I love the message of grace, but grace to the extreme, the lie of the enemy is that uh, you don't need to to do anything. You have that promise. Just sit back. You have that uh, prophecy. You have that, um, and we stand upon the word. But the the Bible speaks about fighting the good fight of faith, and uh, the weapons of our warfare. And we see it particularly in Chronicles chapter twenty when they said, uh, you know, we have nothing wherewith we can fight these three great armies that have come against us. And Jehoshaphat says, we have no ability, but our eyes are upon you. And the prophetic word, which I love, I love the fact that this whole army stood in faith on one prophecy that came through from from uh, Jehaziel, I think it was, and he said, you know, um, stand still and say, see the salvation of the Lord your God. You will not need to fight in this battle. But then immediately after he says, you go down to the valley, you go out against the enemy, you praise, you sing and declare and give thanks to the Lord for his covenant love endures forever. So while they were marching forward, while they are praising, while their hands were lifted up, at the same time, God was starting to set ambushments against the enemy and the valley of, of you know, Baraka, the valley of difficulty, became a liberal pool of blessing. So so basically the, the, the picture is, yes, yeah, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord your God, but your part is to go forward against the enemy. Your part is to be singing and declaring and giving thanks. And uh, so I feel like... God, when he says, I will, he he means we will together. Mm -hmm. So yeah. good. So good. Okay. Wow. Awesome. Um, anything else you'd like to share? Just uh, we want to hear from you. What has the Lord, Well, anything well, else I, that you'd like to share? I'd like to just share one other dream he gave me at the turn of the year, you know, uh, in a Christmas New Year season. And in this dream, I was driving in a car, which always speaks about, you know, ministry vehicles, you know, what God's doing. But I was driving up, you know, uh, a very difficult, uh, bumpy uh, 
laneway almost that was fenced in and um mm-hmm. in, in in a in a I couldn't uh, turn around, but I realized I had to climb over the fence. As I climbed over the fence, it became a window, and I stepped into a room full of all these people that were laughing. And uh, so I was praying about that later, and I felt the Lord say that this was a time when we were to get over the offense, to get over discouragement, to get over, you know, unforgiveness. And sometimes we... We actually have to forgive the Lord, not because he needs our forgiveness, but where we feel the Lord has let us down, where we feel, Lord, I waited and it hasn't come to pass yet. And there's been grief and there's been, you know, I thought it would have, I thought I would have seen change by it. I, I thought, you know, like that Mary and Martha, I thought you would have done something by now. It stinks. Way, way too late. I can't see anything good coming. And it's almost like it's almost like getting over these things because God's going to open up a great window of joy for people mm. that have been through those discouraging, where you feel like you're at a dead end, where you feel like, how am I going to get through this? I feel like there's some people in even personally in marriage situations, in work situations, and, and it's just getting past that discouragement, getting over, you know, you know, like like even with Job, Job, you know, God, you you come and give me an answer. You know, this is this is too much, and, and yet he he got past that, and the Lord gave him double. The Lord holds him up as someone who suffered greatly and yet came into incredible breakthrough. So I feel like there's a window of joy. God's going to bring people uh, open the windows of heaven, and going to give people double for their trouble, double joy. Amen. Yeah, so good. Yeah, and you know the the truth is Jesus is purifying his church, and he's coming Amen. back from a glorious church. Amen. And Amen. the the wilderness yeah. was part of God's plan. We a lot of times we want to go from Egypt into the Promised Land, but yes. the wilderness is part of His plan. And I really believe we're in a season. I, I'm seeing <clears throat> things change in terms of people. Obviously, some of the great generals of the faith, they've been up in age and in the past few years, they many of them have passed away or been transitioned into glory, not passed away. They passed into glory. And, uh, you know, there's a sense in which I, I look at the, the passage in Judges that talks about how when when Joshua died in the contemporaries, his contemporaries, um, another generation arose. Mm. And it says how they didn't know the Lord nor the mighty works mm. that he had done for Israel. Yeah. And I really believe that's, I'm, I'm believing that is going to be, um, that's not going to happen. We have yeah. a generation that is hungry for God. Mm. Many millennials are so hungry for God. Mm. And Gen Z is the first really post-Christian generation. Mm. Um, and And mm. we got to see the power of the Holy Spirit restored. And, oh, and I believe, yeah, yeah yes. and I believe God is doing something, but he's looking for, I think this next move of God is going to look very different. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. And I think yeah. my sense, and, and this is what we've been pursuing, we've been intentional about this, is trying to equip the whole body. So it's not going to be just a few great men and women of God, some mm-hmm. Apostles, yeah. prophets, evangelists, yeah. whatever, pastors, 
but yeah. he wants to equip the body for this harvest. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I totally agree there. And it's the activating of the saints and, um, you know, the whosoever's. It's that we're all meant to be every joint supplying. We're all meant to be flourishing right. and functioning in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. All may prophesy, laying hands on the sick and they shall recover, you know, where we've, where we've, uh, you know, left it up to that one person. But God wants, as you were saying, you know, the miracles, the signs and wonders to be coming from the hands of the believers. So uh, I, I'm so thrilled about what you're doing to equipping and activating the saints and, 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 uh, and I feel like that the, uh, I totally agree with you that this is going to be, you know, uh, the church that God's raising up is going to be Holy Ghost filled, Holy Ghost empowered, you know, um, tarrying in Jerusalem till, he, till where the, the Holy Spirit has, is, is coming upon us and just, um, you know, I love the fact that our nation, Australia, is, was originally named the Great Southland of the Holy Spirit. I feel like yes. we're coming into that um, also ourselves and and uh, so yeah it's getting to know the holy spirit it's it's um getting to he's not just a thing or a force he's a person he's the gentlest kindest sweetest um he's the helper and when jesus said it's better more it's more beneficial it's better for you that i go so that the right. help can come and just i think that people are just going to be inundated with the revelation of the help of the holy spirit the empowerment of the holy spirit the um Amen. yeah just the, just the sweetness of, of the holy spirit yeah. yeah and more and more people today are open to the holy spirit i'm finding that you know yeah. i'm i know people that historically were part of churches denominations that were not open to the holy spirit and that's changing so i thank god oh, for yes. for what we're seeing and and i'm just yes. praying for the body of Christ to really um, come together in the same mind, the same judgment based on the truth of God's word and, and our commonality of being one in him. Yes. Um, you know, yes. it's about one, one in him. And that's yeah. only going to come out of intimacy that uh, yeah. God's got some things he's got to sort out, but you know, he's, he's going to have to do some things at us and we're going to have to come to him and, because I know personally, when I go into the presence of God and when I walk in that place of his presence, uh, you know, I'm just a better person. I love oh, people. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I see yeah. things. I understand yeah. things. I love and it. I don't I don't want to, you know, you don't get into the flesh as often no, <laughs> and say right. things you shouldn't. <laughs> well, look, I so. totally agree there. I love it. You know, in Psalms, when David said, said, I don't involve myself with high lofty things, but like a weaned child have I comforted my soul. You know, hope in God, O Israel. And, you know, excuse me being a bit graphic here, but when a, when a mother is breastfeeding a baby, it's, it's always snuffling around looking for food. It's looking for sustenance. But when a baby is weaned, it's actually there's this gazing into the mother's arms and it's you're all I need. You're, there's this bonding. And, and I feel like through the circumstances we've comforted our souls with you know inadvertently with you know things of the world with them you know there's so much uh, you know um distractions with media and, and not, look i've got nothing there's nothing wrong i think if paul was around today he'd be using twitter he'd be using you know google he'd be using everything to get the word out so i love media i love technology but the comforting of people's souls with 
with with entertainment uh, being something that 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 people are plugging into, and but God's weaning us off the world, weaning us off those things, as you said, to be the intimacy that the gaze of God that 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 he's he's you know he's captivated our hearts because he said you've ravished my heart, my sister, my bride. You know that that wow. captivating. So yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree that you know that's, awesome. that's where it's coming from. Well, I know you're involved in training and equipping as well. And so why don't you tell everybody what um, what you're going to be doing and what's uh, available to them? We've got your website on the screen for those listening to the audio version. It's the website is accompanyofseers.com, accompanyofseers.com. So why don't you go ahead? Okay, well, I think if you Google my name, it actually might take you to that. But, um, but yeah, and I must uh, apologize. Um, uh, my daughter and I uh, have been, she's basically the one that's been helping me. So we're getting the website revamped. But I'm doing a prophetic school in Brisbane um, in May and uh, doing an online uh, prophetic school probably starting in March and uh, also then a ministry masterclass. Uh, for prophetic ministers or for ministers in general because I feel like God has given me relationship with churches, particularly in this nation. Um, and what I've loved is that at this stage of my life, it's been like a Samuel relationship built where I, I go back and, and uh, bring the word of the Lord for that church or for that year as well as I love to minister people personally. So, um, you know, the, we hope to be putting those things on the website. Uh, but there's basically just uh, my itinerary for the year, which is in Australia at the moment on the website. Right. Yeah, and we'd love to connect with you and s see if there's a way oh, we yeah. can collaborate yeah. and have yeah, yeah for your tra awesome. your training, get people yeah. e exposed to that. That's awesome. So great. Okay, so um, we're going to just wind things down now. Do you anything you want to share? Is there anything particularly um, um, on I your heart that? Yeah, I'd like to just pray for a couple of people very quickly. Sure. I thought there's uh, someone who's uh, listening in and you've had a, 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 a uh, some sort of bug in your stomach, almost like a parasite, something that you picked up and it's 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 been very virulent. So um, I want to pray for you that, that that would totally be gone. And also I thought there's someone um, that you've had a bad damaged shoulder and uh, um and I believe God wants to heal that right now. And also I felt there was someone and you've had extreme pain in your sinuses and it's been bringing you great discomfort. And uh, But I feel like that I um, just want to pray also for someone and you've had an issue uh, with your throat and uh, it's affected your swallowing and uh, God's going to heal that right now. And also if you have an autoimmune Disorder. I want to pray for that right now. So, Father, I thank you that you you said to the the centurion said, just send your healing word. You don't need to enter my roof under my roof, but you can, you send your healing word. So, right now, in the name of Jesus, I take authority over the spirit of infirmity and that stomach bug, that that parasite, that I break it now in the name of Jesus, and I command it to cease and desist in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that that you're laying your hand upon that shoulder. And, Lord, right now healing is the children's bread. Lord, we release that healing anointing. Just loosen, heal in the name of Jesus right now into that sinus uh, area, 
into that area and allergies, people are being healed. Also, I see not only sinus but allergy and lung problems and, and, and uh, esophagitis and, um, and uh, someone who's got uh, quite uh, difficult breathing in the base of your lungs. Father, we bind that now in the name of Jesus. And I release healing, healing right now into sinus, into into lungs and into that throat area. Right now we say healing right now into that throat area and that throat condition. And uh, also God's touching someone's thyroid right now, right now in the name of Jesus. And God's touching someone with carpal tunnel. I heard the Lord say just uh, that wrist, that area, it's not going to require surgery. God's healing it right now. I feel like that you're a musician. God's healing you right now. And, uh, and if I just might take a minute or two more to, there's a word for Jeremy. Jeremy, right now, the Lord has heard your prayers. God says uh, that there, there is coming angels right now being released on your behalf. He's bringing supply. There's going to be an opening up of your finances. There's going to be a change even in the employment area. And God says that um, he's going to open up a door that no man can shut because he's saying, I've given you a wide open and effectual door of opportunity. And yet there's been many adversaries but the size of the door has literally determined the level of our adversarial opposition so get ready to go through that the double doors of harvest are about to open up felt there's a word there for a marianne marianne right now god's releasing a new anointing upon your life and i feel like that anointing is going to uh, he's doing a deep work in the spirit of your mind and there's going to be such a revelation knowledge starting to flood in i feel like that the anointing to write your tongue is the pen of a ready writer and the lord says daughter get ready for i'm about to write the vision and make it plain not only will you be able to run with it but many others are going to be run with it from activating the writing anointing, and I just want to speak a word that there are a number of you right now, God's spoken to you about writing books, and God says right now I'm releasing that anointing to write, and uh, God says I'm activating uh, that flow of the Holy Ghost, and out of your innermost being will flow rivers of living water. Get ready to write, write, write. And also for a pastor, I feel there's someone called Samuel, Sammy, um, whether you're pastoring right now, but God says the call of God is coming. The word of the Lord is coming to you a second time. And even as it came to Jeremiah, while well, he was yet contained in the prison, God says, I'm breaking off containment and even know that even as the prison doors open to the palace doors, God says, what I'm going to bring you into will seem palatial compared to being to what you've been walking through. So no longer will your history determine your destiny. But God says that the, that, that door uh, is going to open wide. And I'm knocking on the door of your heart to bring you into a new season of sitting and supping. For this is a season of tables, a table of intimacy, a table even in the presence of your enemies, a table even of covenant blessings for the blessings of the Lord make rich and add no sorrow. And Apostle Glenn, could I just pray for you at this time? Absolutely. Thank you. Father, we thank you for Apostle Glenn and Lynn and their call in ministry. The Lord says, uh, know that, that even as at this time, lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. For it's a time of enlargement, 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 enlargement. I'm enlarging your voice over your enemies. I'm enlarging your voice to the nations. I'm enlarging your influence. And yes, God says in the midst of the questions you've been lifting up to me, it's not the either or, it's the and. But God says that you are going to have a, a foot in both 
Christ nations. There's going to be a base and a place. God says, I'm going to open up five different bases uh, to you. And God says, there's going to be a raising up of teams and there's going to be a raising up of fivefold ministers. And this is a time of equipping and training and many sons and daughters. For even as David, it says that um, the house of Saul grew weaker and weaker and the house of David grew stronger and stronger. And God says, I've given you a Davidic call in the last days. Did I not say I'll raise up again the tabernacle of David that they may possess their inheritance? And the Lord says, you're going to raise up a people that look just like David, that sound like David, that have a heart after God. For surely God would say unto you that you are a man after my own heart and your heart will take you where your head never could. So the Lord says, this is a heart ministry. And God says that people are going to open up their hearts to you. And even as they came to the apostles in the early church and they, they, they literally laid down um, uh, finances. God says that I'm going to bring an open heaven over your finances. And there's going to be those that even in second Chronic, uh, Chronicles chapter 12, that, um, that uh, I think it's first Chronicles, sorry that uh, as they gathered unto David in the stronghold, they were men of um, uh, not only those that he have in the cave of Adullam, men that, that in distress, discontent and in debt. And God says you're going to help many people break through. But I'm going to add to you as they came to David in First Chronicles 12, they were the heads of their tribes. They were men of renown. They were those that were already operating in a strong call. And yet um, they laid down their swords and they said, yours we are. We're connecting with you. And I just hear that David, he, he would stop them and he said, um, you know, do you have the same heart as me? And God says that is going to be a hallmark of your ministry. It's going to be heart to heart, hand to hand. And God says it's going to be hands across the waters, hands across nations, hands across territories, and I'm going to bring together a great move of my Holy Spirit, says the Lord. Hmm. Wow. Amen. Well, thank you, Father. Yes, Lord. Thank you, yeah, Lord. Lord. Yeah. Well, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. Yes, Praise Lord. God. Praise God. Yeah, just sense. Yeah, so good. Praise the Lord. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's good. That's what good stuff right there. And that was the Lord. Thank you. Wow. Awesome. Thank you so much for um, being yeah. with us. I'd just Thank like you. to just pray pray over you as well, Faileen. And Thank we just you. yeah. Lord, we thank you for your daughter. We thank you for her voice. We thank you for her eyes and her ears. We thank you that she sees the things that others do not see and hears what others have not heard. And Lord, we thank you that she is someone who will not compromise, who will not sell out, who will not barter, Father, but she will stand firm and do what you've called her to do. And I thank you, Lord, for positioning her. Lord, I thank you for opening doors for her, even new doors and new opportunities. I thank you, Lord, for new relationships and new connections, Lord, that will cause her to be able to step into things, Lord, that um, are going to be very rewarding for her, very fulfilling and gratifying as she shares, as she ministers, as she teaches. Lord, I thank you, Father, for opening doors of uh, relationships and connections. And Lord, you not only give us what we lost, but you multiply and you restore it over and over. And so we thank you, Lord, that you are causing her just to um, experience a great restoration, Father God, and, and a multiplication, Father. We thank you for, for those that you're connecting her with, those that you're bringing to stand with her, Lord, as well as those who've already 
and are currently doing so. Father, we give you the glory and the honor, and we pray, Lord, for just um, a great uh, harvest and many, many souls to be won and many miracles. We thank you, Lord, for open doors. We thank you, Lord, just for opportunities and open ears as well, Lord. So we give you the glory and the honor, Father, in Jesus' thank name. You. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Thank Amen. you. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Well, well, thank you so much. And uh, again, we just want people to connect with, with Faylene. You can go to her website, accompanyofsears.com. She's on Facebook, Faylene Sparks. Connect with her and uh, avail yourself of the training, the master classes, those type of things. So thank you, um, Faylene, for being with us. Appreciate you. And I know it's it's a hot summer day over there in Brisbane, Australia, and here in Dallas, Texas, it's in the January, the the winter, and it's a cold day. So <laughs> very cold, um, unusually could cold. I, could I take thirty seconds to pray a blessing on upon all your listeners? Yes, please yeah, do. Yeah, look, I just thank you, Lord, for every single person right now, and I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you would just cause a blanket of your love, the wraparound love. Of Jesus, to come over each and every person. Right now, the the, the circumstances they're in, that, that, that nothing is too hard for you. Father, I thank you for fresh um, ability to hear your voice, a fresh ability to be empowered by your strength, that in your strength it's made perfect even in those weak areas. And, Lord, I thank you that they will hear a voice behind them saying, this is the way. Walk ye in it. For the Lord would say, surely no, you're going to hear my voice with such clarity. And there's a new, uh, a new. Um, I just hear the Lord say, I'm restoring that first love. I'm restoring that passion. I'm restoring that, that awareness of my presence. And you're going to know what it is to be surrounded with songs of deliverance. I'm joying over you with singing. And I'm even putting a new song in your heart. And even where the enemy did try and steal your joy, God says that there's going to be a new song and God says know that even I know that that hope that's rising in your heart this is going to be a door of hope in the valley of difficulty and I'm opening up that door of hope and I'm opening a door that no man can shut so the Lord says get ready to advance get ready to cross over the threshold for you're going to see me high and lifted up in the midst of your circumstances and the glory and the presence of the Lord is going to fill your temple so the lord says get ready for i'm bringing you into a new oneness with me that he and she that is joined to the lord is one spirit the lord says there is no distance and the lord says everywhere that you felt a distance god says i'm the one who makes up the gap and you're going to know that underneath are the everlasting arms and you're safe and secure in the rock of all ages says the lord amen Amen. Amen. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. So good. Well, again, we really appreciate you taking time to be with us tonight. And yeah, it. this vid, yeah, it was awesome. It was great. Look forward to doing this again. So bless okay. you. Thank you. Bless you. <laughs> All right. Everyone. All right. Okay. Talk to you later. See you <laughs> okay, later. Bye. bye. So, hey, everybody, um, just before we, we leave, and for those of you who are watching the video replay, just a reminder to connect with our Soteria School. If you're looking for healing in your life, miracles, you want to be trained and equipped to be able to minister healing in others more effectively, starts on the 12th of January. Just look in the chat. The link is there. You can register to be part of that. 
got a lot of great things coming up. We've got uh, Wes Holm. For those of you who are in business, we'd love for you to connect with our webinar with him next Thursday. Again, the link to register for that because it's uh, actually a Zoom meeting is in the chat. Then on top of that, man, we've got some great interviews coming up, but um, my own very own wife, Lynn Blakeney, is launching her own um, podcast, video podcast, where she's going to be interviewing different people. It's called Girl Talk, and it starts on the 13th of January at 8 p.m. Central Time, special guest. She's going to be interviewing, just sharing an incredible story, guys. And uh, this is for the ladies in particular and emphasis, but it's going to be a powerful time, and you're going to enjoy that as well. So please follow us, and uh, we'd love for you to to uh, also share this broadcast so others can be part of it and hear what's going on. Bless you guys. Please do... Um, just download the apps. We've got Amazon Fire TV, Roku, Google TV, Apple TV. We have an iOS, Android app. And you can go to kingdomcommunity.tv and watch streaming programs from different people from all over the world, kingdomcommunity.tv as well. So bless you guys. We look forward to seeing you and uh, appreciate you in the Lord. It's been a great time. Happy New Year 2022. Bless you, Glenn Blakeney of Kingdom Community and Awake Nations Ministries. Have a great time, a great day in Jesus. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to the Kingdom Community Podcast. To learn more about us, including how to connect with our Kingdom Community, please visit our website, kingdomcommunity.global. If you're enjoying this show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts so other listeners like you can be encouraged. We really appreciate that effort, and we hope you will join us again in the next episode of the Kingdom Community Podcast.